This is Face the Music, an electric light orchestra song by song podcast. Episode 080 Last Train to London. Last Train to London is the fifth song on Discovery, first song on Side 2. In the liner notes for the 2001 remaster of Discovery, Jeff wrote, There was a certain period where it seemed we spent years on trains going back and forth from Birmingham to the various TV and radio studios in London. There's that CS80 again on the solo. In the March 3rd, 2006 issue of Guitar and Bass, Kelly Grocutt said, The bass line on Last Train to London, was quite intricate, so to sing and play it at the same time was pretty cool. ELO stuff is quite big in South America, even though we never played there in the old days. I think Last Train to London is still the longest running chart topper in Argentina. In a 1994 Argentinian radio interview, Kelly Grocutt said, It was in the charts for 11 weeks or something. We didn't know this. The summer 1979 issue of the vinyl edition wrote, The sort of song which Bevan would refer to as high-class disco. The words set up the metaphor that life passes like a train, and when you realize a good thing, you must act quickly lest you get off at the wrong station. In the 11th issue of the ELO fanzine Face the Music, Andrew Whiteside wrote, On the surface, it's yet another showdown rewrite. But a closer inspection reveals that this time around, Kelly's pumping bass and Jeff's emotional state actually give the song an instant urgency missing from Showdown. There's something genuinely touching about the lines, I really want the night to last forever. I really want to be with you. That transcends the cliched nature of the lyrics. In August 2015, John Vanderkeest wrote in Jeff Lynne's Electric Light Orchestra Before and After, Those who thought that ELO had sold out to dance music were exaggerating. For apart from Shine a Little Love and Last Train to London, None of the other tracks on Discovery seem to fit particularly into that genre. In 2006, it was used in commercials for Argentinian bank Banco Hipotecario. I'm Eric Paul Johnson. And I'm Eric Winsensen. And part of the point of starting this podcast was for me to learn more about ELO. Been a fan since 1983. I uh, liked them before then, and I've learned a lot about ELO since before this podcast, but I knew there was always more, and I want to learn more, more about ELO. And one of the things that I have unexpectedly learned is something about myself that I have never seen up until this morning, September 17th, for those who want to keep track of this kind of thing. 
Apparently, I have an issue with the first song on side two of their albums, and it's some sort of mental issue, where I go in thinking, huh, I don't hate the song, but it's okay, I'll, I'll just get through it, because there's better stuff coming. And then the song comes on, it's like, well, hot damn, that was really good. How did I not know that I like that song? <laughs> and it just always happens. It's like Mr. Short-Term Memory from, from Saturday Night Live, Tom Hanks. Hey, I like that song, that was pretty good. Uh, I'm not so crazy about that song. Oh, hey, I like that song. It was like that was so fine on a new world record, Night in the City and Sweet is the Night from the flip sides of Out of the Blue, and here on Discovery, Last Train to London. I've always been kind of like, I like the song, it's okay. It's, it's fine if it comes on, but I'm not going to get excited about it. And then the song comes on, it's like, that was a really great song. I really like that song. And then I forget, till I hear it again. So yeah, Last Train to London, it's a really great song. Maybe this time, after 40 years of hearing it, it'll finally stick that, yeah, I really do like this song. I've never had any problem with this song sticking in my head whatsoever, especially mm-hmm. that chorus, because it's got a great hook and a great groove to it, so it just is always stuck from about the first time I heard it, because mm-hmm. I was going, hey, this thing is completely and totally off the wall disco and even though they're trying to say oh this is subtly no there's no subtle disco to this song whatsoever no this is about as disco of a song as electric light orchestra ever got Mm -hmm. right down to those sirens and that (laughs) yeah funky bass which i was surprised to find out was not played by kelly grucut it wasn't no that whole bass line is played on the keyboard with the bass setting by richard tandy okay now, the main bass part that provides the foundation in the bottom, that's Kelly. And he's doing a great job on that, too, well, because yeah. it's still a really funky bass line. And it plays along perfectly with kind of like bridging Bev's drumming and Jeff's guitar, just mm-hmm. like bass should. Yeah. But that that's Tandy on yeah. the keyboard. Yeah. Because I always thought that was Kelly because, well, I, a lot of times that's an actual bass sound you hear in a lot of 80s music where they kind of, going for that funky sound, you kind of tune up the bass a little bit to where it has that sort of tenor on it as well. You hear more in R&B music, less in actual rock music. Mm-hmm. And also you hear it a lot in disco music. I've heard it with a number of bands and where you have that bass line there. So I was really surprised to find out that that was Tandy playing it on the keyboard. Well... I knew that it was synthesized, and I knew it was Tandy, but I also thought that Grocut was playing that bass line on his guitar, along with Tandy's bass synthesizing ring part. I thought they were playing both together. He's just playing a completely different bass line hmm. on there. He's playing the more the foundational bass line on that, with a little bit of flourish and everything here and there mm-hmm. that adds to it. But yeah, the whole funk part is played specifically by Tandy. Which kind of brings me to this. I'm not really a big live version fan. There are some live versions of songs that I like better than the studio version, but for the most part, I tend to like the studio versions of songs better. They sound like they're more fuller. I guess a more realized song. Because, you know, when you're out on stage, there's only so much you can do with what you got. But in the studio, you can play around with things and make things sound bigger or different or whatever. But... A couple weeks ago, somebody in one of the ELO Facebook groups posted a link to the live version of Last Train to London, and I think it was from last year. Listen up, people. Here's a snippet for Jill. Was one of those nights. One of those nights when you feel the 
I actually like that live version more than the studio version. Or maybe equally, I think I should say. It's a smoother sounding version. Not that this version is rough. This is pretty smooth sounding for 1979. There really aren't any rough patches in it. But this live version from 2018, it's, it's, it sounds smoother. And whereas, apparently, the bass line was so buried that I didn't notice so much on the uh, studio recording, the bass line on this is right out front there. and It's actual bass guitar, and it sounds really great. And I'm impressed with anybody who can play that bass line and keep it up for four minutes, although you should probably see a doctor if it's up for more than four hours. But this live version, I think it equals the studio version. I don't say, oh yeah, it's the live version of Turn to Stone, which doesn't sound as full or bassy as the studio version. Well, yeah, I guess it sounds bassy. Muffled live recording bassy. That's one thing I noticed. Once I noticed that he wasn't playing that part, I started listening for the part that he was playing, and... Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not exactly something that uh, you would just pick up a bass guitar and <laughs> no. and uh, hammer out no. without knowing exactly what you're doing because it's not a knock against whatever Grookhead was doing on there. Oh, no. Because he's still providing a great foundation on there as well as doing more than just doing rhythm. And after seeing video of somebody playing the bass line for Shine a Little Love, I would absolutely not knock Kelly Grokett's bass skills. They're definitely not. They're freaking fantastic. And watching that guy play the bass uh, in the 2018 version, just with seeing the fingers on the fretboard and after how they have to play down below, and they're just going, and I'm just like, oh, I I cannot play that on my bass. I am not that good. I can barely get by with the plunk plunk plunk, but to see his fingers fly on that, that's I'm 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 a gog. So for a disco song, the only two on this album that people think is full of disco. Uh, it's a pretty damn good disco song. Oh, yes, it is. Got something to say about Last Train to London? Then call the telephone line voicemail. 623-850-3375. Call now. Was it a hit or was it? In the UK, Last Train to London was released on November 17, 1979 as the B-side to the double A-sided single for Confusion. It got to number 8. In America, it was released in November 1979 with Down Home Town as the B-side. It was the first hit for ELO in the 1980s. It debuted on Billboard's Top 40 on January 26, 1980, and only got to number 39. It got to number 36 on Cashbox. In Ireland, it reached number 9, and it was number 1 in Argentina for 748 weeks. I'm making that up. I couldn't find chart data for Argentina in 1980. The song was covered by State Express in 1992, Willie Morales, also in 1992, Main Street Boys, 1996, Jose Feliciano and Electric Light Orchestra Part 2 in the late 90s, Chacuzo Sato in 2002, Emmy, 2005, Eve St. John featuring Massey in 2008. It was sampled by Bits and Pieces in 1980, The Ride by Digital Boy in 1995. Atomic Kitten in 2002 paid $500,000 for the rights to sample it in their song, Be With You. Never by Deja Vu in 2002. Midnight Train by Fruity Buckfoot in 2008. And also in 2008, Latte by Charles Hamilton. (laughs) 
If you donate to the podcast through our Patreon site, patreon.com slash ELOPod, you can get bumper stickers, produce an episode, or for just $1 per episode, $4 a month, you can hear shows a week before they're released to the world. Or skip all that and just hand it over directly through PayPal using the email address ELOFTMpodcast at gmail.com. Hello, this is Troy White with a thought from Troy. Well, now we come to the one song on Discovery that, to be honest with you, I could take or leave. I don't hate the song, but it's not my favorite ELO song either. Lyrically, I like it. But to be honest with you, I think the disco arrangement is kind of a bit much on this song. I think it kind of distracts from the lyrics. Maybe if they were to do another arrangement on it, I might like it better. I've heard that Jeff is doing Last Train to London live on this current tour. I would really like to see that, but like Eric Paul mentions, I share his frustration. Jeff Lynn and ELO are playing nowhere near me. They played Chicago, but that's four hours away from me. I'm not driving four hours to see a show, but oh well, I'll probably never get to see one of my favorite bands live. Now there is one more thing this song does remind me of. Going to the roller rink on Saturday nights with my youth group. Now I can't skate to save my life. But there were a lot of pretty girls at the roller rink back then, including many from my church youth group, and I happened to be dating one of them. And when this song was released, they played it a lot at the roller rink. The girl I went with one Saturday night was skating and dancing with somebody else, and, well, she left with him. I had to call my mother to come pick me up. Come to think of it, I don't really like this song all that much. This has been a thought from Troy. Like it? Hate it? What does Madeline think? I liked the song. Wow, she liked it! Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast, is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment, Assorted Deli Meets Amalgamated. You can contact us by voicemail at 623-850-3375 or email us at eloftmpodcast at gmail.com. Keep up to date on the show by joining our Facebook group and spread the word by sharing the link or giving us a quick rating on iTunes. You can financially support the podcast at patreon.com slash ELO pod. Next week, episode 081, Midnight Blue. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da